0: guys welcome back to skincare anarchy i have a phenomenal guest for you guys today i know that you've seen his work everywhere and if you have not then you need to come out of that rock that you're hiding under um but without further ado i want to introduce you guys to mario de Devonavik, who is also the founder of makeup by mario so welcome to the show mario i'm so excited you're
1: here uh, thank you so much for having me i'm excited as well
0: Oh it's such an honor to host you. I have been looking forward to this interview because I'm such a huge fan of your work and it just it's so it's so beautiful it looks so effortless but I know there's a lot that goes behind it and I I would love to get started um you know with you telling us how you got into makeup and how this whole journey began for you.
1: Yeah so uh, it's a really long story but um Pretty much the way I officially sort of got into makeup is that when I was 17 years old, I, you know, I grew up in the Bronx and I'm a child of immigrant parents. And so, you know, makeup was like the last thing that I was sort of allowed to do, quote unquote. But um I, I went to the city after high school at 17 and I stumbled upon Sephora, which was one of the, I believe it was like it was the flagship at that time. It was Rockefeller Center. And it was a three story Sephora. And I remember I walked in and I just you know, instinctively, I just knew that I wanted to work there. And I remember I was with my mom, and she sort of like took me back out of the revolving door. She goes, no, no, this is not the place for you. Um, and I was adamant, and so I went in and I applied. And you know, long story short, I eventually wound up getting the job, but not not in makeup, right? Because I didn't have experience in makeup. Um, so they hired me as a fragrance consultant. and but just from the very first day of working there, um, I started to sort of you know toy with the makeup and play with the makeup and help customers um, with the makeup. I was just naturally a lot more attracted and and leaned towards the makeup artistry and and sort of I essentially just became obsessed with it honestly i mean i i I knew. Um, sort of in the first day of working that that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, you know, it's it's a kind of a complex story. You know, in and, and those days, I had to also hide it for for, for um, like two or three years, especially in the beginning, because I couldn't let my family know that I was doing makeup um, because yeah. that that would have been devastating and was devastating to them when they did find out. But um, you know, I I sort of my mother growing up worked in uh, as a cleaning woman in the L'Oreal headquarters in New York, and so. I think um, when I saw that there was makeup artist brands there, such as Laura Mercier, NARS, and um, Vincent Longo, and Stila, there was all these brands that were founded by makeup artists. I sort of latched onto the idea of that um, at 17 years old, because in my mind, I felt that that was my mother's only exposure to like the American dream or the business world, was seeing the, the executives of the makeup companies where she basically cleaned the offices. And so I think in my mind, I was just like, well this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to work towards. I'm going to own a makeup brand, be a makeup artist. I'm going to own a makeup brand and like make her happy, you know, or make her proud. And so that's sort of how it all started.
0: That is so beautiful. And I love that you, you know, I love that you found a way around the adversity of just, it's not acceptable because I mean, I, I know, I mean, I'm also, you know the child of two immigrant parents. And I understand. I completely relate with you. And you know, that's a that's a beautiful way to turn that around and make it so positive. And wow, what a brand you have created. So I'm sure mom is very proud.
1: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. She's very proud. They're all very proud now. Thank God.
0: Yeah. No, I wanna I wanna actually ask you though, because you know, your makeup is you like whenever i um you know come across makeup artists that i really really admire for their work i always think of like like painting or just artists in general right and i and i just want to talk to you about the whole process of when you start doing makeup on somebody like what is your process like you know getting ready to you know the whole thing if you can walk us through that
1: of of doing uh, for example clients makeup you mean
0: yeah like approaching yeah. a client figuring out what you know
1: yeah so you know with celebrity because i work mainly obviously with celebrity um it's a little different than let's say you know in the early days working with you know doing weddings and things like that but um with celebrity the process is sort of like you know you go to work and you sometimes collaborate if you're, if you're at a photo shoot you'd collaborate with photographer stylist art director and all that stuff um if you are doing let's say a red carpet which i do a lot of you're collaborating more with just the, the client the hair and makeup and then you know the stylist that that's dressing them um most celebrities will have sort of a signature or or certain things and elements that they that they look really good in and so they sort of carry those on throughout every look Um, a lot of my clients um, are like that as well and so you know we just kind of you know I just kind of work to make them look as beautiful as possible and then sort of I I gauge that by you know towards the end of the process I can always tell when they look in the mirror and they sort of feel okay I'm ready to go out there now Um, And so, you know, that's pretty much, to to sum it up, that's pretty much how the process works. Um, Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll have references that I'll show, um, but most of the time when I'm working with my clients, I I kind of know them and I know their face so well that, um, you know, we change things and we evolve looks throughout the years and stuff, but there's always like that, those like few key elements that always remain uh, signature or the same, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I wanted to actually um, bring this up to you because I, I feel like you have a great comment on it is I was talking to Dr. Karam a while ago and he's a plastic uh, reconstructive surgeon. And he, we were talking about like the facial structure, right? And we were t- discussing like like fascia and like muscles and just how the face is structured. And I've always wondered like, you know, from a makeup perspective, especially with things like contouring, by the way, Mario, I can't contour I like. <laughs> my life. <laughs> I've <tried. laughs>
1: That's okay. Um, you don't need but, to know the a concert. It's totally fine.
0: How does that, how does that work for you? Like when you see this facial structure of somebody, you know what I mean? Do you just automatically know like, okay, this is where I'm trying to go with this person or does that really play a big role with makeup? I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah, you know. I
1: mean, for me, for me, and for the type of artist that I that I am, the type of artistry that I do, um, I'm a very, I have a very architectural approach, right? So for me, like, kind of what gets me super inspired is, you know, looking at the symmetry of the face and analyzing the face and seeing, well, how can I perfect this? How can I lift this? How can I lower this? How can I cinch this? And that's sort of what the aspect of makeup artistry that I really love. Um, and so, you know, hence why I became known as the contour king and this and that, right? It's just it's an element of makeup art. Artistry, it's the transformational aspect that I've always loved yeah more so than I guess you could say the creative side of it um, for me it's 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 really about balance and symmetry and architecture of the face and so um, for me that is very important and I tend to also I guess attract those types of clients that like that type of makeup as well you know there's sort of a purpose for it um and um so yeah I hope that answered the question I'm not sure <laughs>
0: definitely and I and I think that's that's the really important thing to understand is that architectural aspect because you know whenever I talk to you know like it's just for me very interesting because the face is such an interesting canvas right it's like it's already it's like moving canvas so that's why I find it to be so unique that um everything that you said because I'm not gonna lie you know when I first got into makeup I I was I had to teach myself right you know as a woman of color there were not shades blah 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 you know the whole spiel you know that's Story, but when I was trying to learn makeup for myself, just my own face, those were some of the things that I was always curious about, like how makeup artists approach the architecture of the face, especially because it differs for us day to day, you know, some days I yes. wake up and I'm like, I can't use the same makeup I used like three days ago, it just won't look right, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. So there's a time and a place, right? Um, I don't think the makeup needs to be always the same, but I think that having sort of a, a, a couple of like elements that you that you like to enhance, you know what I mean? Um, could be like your everyday go-to, but I don't think... Uh, the way that you approach a face is very important. Um, but I also think there's a difference in, in a makeup artists approach with, let's say a celebrity or, or, you know, a magazine cover versus the everyday person at home. I don't think they should be the same. You know what I mean? The, the, the everyday person at home should just be a little bit more effortless and not so strategic and not trying to sculpt their nose every day before they leave the house. Cause let's face it. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on the everyday person. You know what I mean? Um, And so we went through that whole phase of, you know, where the everyday person was doing it, Uh, this whole Instagram phase of the past, you know, six, seven, eight years. Um, I think we've seen that sort of, um, uh, we've seen that sort of go away a bit in this new TikTok generation, which tends to be, you know, they still obviously love makeup, but they're less polished and less professional. They're sort of more uninhibited and fun and they go more natural with makeup and all that stuff. So it's been nice to see that, that shift in the industry as well.
0: Yes. No, I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, you know, I second that Instagram uh, makeup blog. I was driving me crazy for the entire time I was seeing it. I was like, do you guys realize I cannot wear eight pounds of powder out in public? <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. That's the trick is that no one really talked about that during that time. But that makeup really is designed for light. I mean really yeah. substantial, substantial lighting and, and and youtube and instagram and editing and all that stuff it doesn't really translate to everyday life you know unless you're going out in front of you know you're going to be seen by millions of people you know
0: exactly and you know that really actually is a great segue into why i love your line because i feel like everything you're saying here and like the the true aspect of like just you know using makeup to look beautiful right i mean that really reflects in your line and i want Talk to you about how you came up with the products and and how you decided on you know what women and men really need like in their routines, right? Because it, it's very hard to come up with a set of products to release. So I wanna I, I wanna pick your brain a little bit about that. Like how was that whole process for you in terms yeah. of you know trans, translating your experience into a makeup line?
1: Yeah, I mean, so basically, that whole process, number one, well, that's been the most challenging of my life, uh, but also like the most rewarding for sure. Um, you know, for me, how it happens is I want to basically take my techniques, which as a, you know, as a, a 22 year veteran makeup artist it can be quite complex, right? I work with lots of pigments and lots of things and I'm an educator and I'm on stage teaching, you know, lots of uh, makeup artists and stuff like that. But how do I now take this and really break it down, like really break it down and simplify it um, so that the person at home who's using the makeup can number one, sort of be faster at their application, be smarter at their application. Um, and 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 be able to sort of recreate my my signature techniques, but in really no time, and make it super effortless. And so that's kind of how it all starts, and um, you know that's how, kind of how the whole line evolved. Like my soft sculpt collection, for example. You know when I'm when I'm sculpting a face, I typically will mix lots of little pigments, and you know the back of my hand or on a palette, and then I will go and apply, and then I blend, and there's lots of little steps. But I wanted to make it literally you know, completely foolproof, like just super smart and easy. And so I came up with the soft sculpt shaping stick, which is basically one stick and it has a brush on the other end that you can remove to wash off. So there's also, you know, function uh, is super, super important. It's not just about aesthetic. And, um, you know, and I kind of basically took my little, you know, my, my sort of complex technique and I simplified it. Um, to where you can literally do it in seconds and you don't need any additional products. You don't need palettes. you don't need brushes, everything is there in one. And so that's sort of what my purpose and what my goal is, is to help the everyday person at home to be faster and smarter in their in their makeup application um you know and that and that has to do with packaging that has to do with formula that has to do with the products and the shades and so you know i have a really incredible product development team here that i work closely with every day and um yeah it's just it's super exciting it's very challenging but it's sort of uh, this new um it's like a brand new thing for me you know i spent the last 20 plus years you know working on these really famous and powerful women um, and teaching master classes and all this stuff, and and now I sort of I'm creating for the everyday person and breaking down all of that that I did in the past 20 years. So it's just been so inspiring for me and um, such a pleasure, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, but it, it, when it comes to like, you know, especially with your background with, um, you know, what you just said, it's like, you're bringing that same amount of power and like, just self, right? Self power, like when you feel good about yourself, you feel empowered, bringing that into the daily consumer's life, that is a huge feat. And I feel like that's the most I, for me, that's what makes you really stand out a lot in terms of this industry. Because, you know, I I've seen a lot of, you know we can we can talk for days about palettes like eyeshadow palettes and stuff right yeah. but it's like being able to have that one palette and then being able to use that everywhere you go like I just did swatches of your metallic palette and I was literally raving I'm not joking raving uh, I, everybody- do, you know
1: the sto- do you know the story about that palette
0: no please tell me you
1: don't okay you'd appreciate this um yeah. okay so you can see me right now right yes Yeah, so this is the master metallic. So I don't know if you know, but so basically when I, this was a part of my first collection, collection one, and I wanted to do obviously an extremely like universal, uh, uh, universal palettes that are gonna work on everyone. And so like I began, this was in the very early stages of, you know, before 2020, way before I launched. Um, And I started doing research about, you know, shades, you know, skin 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 colors, right, skin tones. And so I came up with the Master mats palette, which is based off of all human skin tones from dark to light or light to dark. Um, because when I'm working and I'm sculpting the eyes, I tend to do it with skin tones. I tend to do it with concealers or foundations in deeper, lighter tones. And so then I created the Master mats palette, which is very, very unique. It's, it's a nude, beautiful, you know, everyday palette, but it's super unique in that the tones mimic skin rather than just colors. Um, when it comes to the metallics, which we were talking about, this is the one that you just mentioned. And, um, <clears throat> basically, I wanted to see well, what are the what are the colors that are within our our bodies, right? And so then I began to research um, the inside of the human body, right? Because we all have the same insides and the same colors. And so when you look microscopically, um, it's absolutely stunning at all these colors and cells that kind of come together. And so basically, you know, these are twelve of the shades that I that I found throughout that whole process of research. And then they're just you know literally it's the shades I've loved my entire career. So isn't that interesting how it kind of, kind of at the end, when it was all done, it was completely me because it was literally the same shades I was attracted to for the past 20 plus years. That, um, yeah.
0: Oh gosh, wow. The science nerd in me is just like screaming right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd appreciate that one.
0: Oh, my gosh, yes, I appreciate that. And that is, what it amazing way to approach like color theory and stuff i mean that's really cool and you know i i think that that's so interesting because you know we always talk about things like oh how do the veins in your your arm look right like everyone's got that different shade so that's really really cool mario wow yeah Yeah, this one
1: actually is this one is actually after the vein this um this number four shade over here yeah Oh, yeah but it, it's it's such a beautiful color of like this bluish green um that it literally works on anyone from the fairest of skin to the deepest of skin and so there's something there's something there that's extremely interesting And in that why are these colors that you would think a blue or green wouldn't work on everyone but there's it's a certain tone of blue green that we find within our bodies that just somehow look beautiful you know i think anything that honestly mother earth uh, creates is, is is like the most beautiful, you know? So I tend to stick with all these types of earthy tones always.
0: That's, that's solid. And I love that you said that because yeah, if it's, you know, nature's got the answer. And I always say this to skincare brands, believe it or not. I'm like, you know, if you like, we discovered penicillin from nature, you know, like, what does that tell you guys? Like, yeah, it's already there. Just learn from it. So I love that you've incorporated that. I think that, you know, especially with the earthy tones, like, I want to talk to you about that. Like, do you get a lot of like DMs or like um, consumer requests for like crazy colors because I always wonder like how that works for makeup lines. Like, when do you launch that one product that's like just the crazy colors, right? Because I've I've never been a consumer for those color palettes, but I'm just curious because everyone um, seems to be like, well, I want to see something like nuts, and I'm like, why?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, um, I mean, listen, I think I I see I don't see that on on my uh, person for example on my personal accounts because you know i I've, I've always used very natural colors so in my approach in my artistry it's i have this thing in my mind where sort of even when the makeup is fully done and and the client looks extremely natural uh sorry extremely glamorous for me there has to be an element i always ask myself does she, does she look like she could be born with this look you know what i mean and if she doesn't then it's not natural to me so um it that being said i don't i tend to not be very attracted to really bright crazy colors and i don't think that you know I think there's a consumer for that hundred um, percent. I'm not sure if it's mine though, um, because for me, I, I've come out with a couple of things in the past, like last holiday I did like some fun blues and things like that. But, you know, it's not something I use all the time. I have a whole entire bin and or a closet full of every color and, you know, thing you can imagine but it's very rare that I use them. And so I kind of want to stay, you know, it's important to me to stay true to who I am as an artist and what I like. And that's sort of what I want to create. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's it's best that way, right? Because I think most people like those more natural and earthy tones. You know, there's definitely a consumer for all that crazy stuff. I'm just not sure if it's me, you know?
0: Yeah, and I 100% um, wanted to say that's amazing because like I hate seeing brands do that I'm like you're propagating the Instagram face by doing that (laughs) yeah or
1: following trends or you know what I mean yeah
0: yeah absolutely um so I have. okay I'm not gonna lie I have a question about just everyday makeup because you know I know it's a it's a hashtag everyone wants that everyday makeup look but really you know when we think about it what is everyday makeup so you know I want to ask you about more like mostly complexion products because i feel like that's where a lot of us get stuck is like finding the perfect thing to cover up whatever we need to cover up but it's not looking cakey so like what's what's the approach we should all take when we're like trying to find that makeup that's going to be used every single day
1: yeah well like you said before i think it really it depends it's not like a one size fits all for everyone right so i think it really depends on each person um you know, not just what they need or want or require, what they want to cover, but also their aesthetic, right? Um, Where you're going, what time of day is it? But for me, I think everyday makeup, um, definitely complexion, I would say just a little bit, you know what I mean? Not using a lot. If it's evening time, you use more. If it's daytime, you use just, you know, very minimal. Um, But depending on where you're going, depending on how bright it is outside or what time it is, um, I think it's about finding, you know, the right foundation for yourself or the right concealer for yourself or the right powder for yourself because not every single brand is going to work on you. You know what I mean? Some are going to work beautifully on you and some are, are going to sort of, you know, fight your skin and your complexion. Um, and so it's about finding that, which by the way, um, we haven't launched yet any a skin, uh, you know, any foundation, concealer or powder yet, but we will be in the future. And I'm uh, pretty I can't wait for you to see it because it's it's going to be a game changer for sure it's something I've been working so hard on I'm so excited for um but um you know because I love the I love to sort of correct and fix things but I like it to look very natural and so that's sort of what was my main goal um but yeah I think that's sort of what everyday makeup is for some people it's no skin products for some people it's just you know mascara lip balm right which is great And for others, it's it's about using um you know powders and concealers and foundations. I, I think it's all about just finding the right formula and also approaching it with a a sort of uh with a bit of restraint, right, not going heavy, like you know, having control um and having a bit of restraint in your in your approach and application.
0: Absolutely. And wow, I mean you just blew my mind with the you know the the little announcement because I was literally gonna ask <laughs> him to like, see a foundation. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, I can't wait. It's like, my, it's my, it's, it's like, I'm, I've am i been waiting for this for years. Literally, it's been my dream. Um, and so, you know, we've been working hard on it for, uh, for the past couple of years and I'm, I'm excited. You know, I can't say when it launches or anything, but it definitely is coming. Um, and I, I am so excited because it was always sort of part of the big dream, you know?
0: That's so cool. Yeah. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see it. And, you know, everything that you've, honestly, the whole line is just so beautiful and it shows how much thought and like, just experience has gone into what you've made you know and I think that's really what sets apart like truly like iconic products from not is that amount of experience that the person has whether that's skincare whether that's makeup whether that's whatever you know what I mean that you can't you can't compensate for that you know and so like with that I I really want to ask you like for some tips for the everyday person that wants to like For example, eyeshadow is something we all don't use every day, at least I don't. So, like, what are some, like, tips about, like, an everyday eyeshadow look that we could all, like, use and not feel, like, too, you know, out there, I guess? you know it's so funny
1: i actually i use very kind of i use actually very minimal eyeshadow in my looks um i yeah. would say the master mats palette i mean literally just taking one shade um like if you could see this here the master mats depending on on your exact skin tone but like i'll just literally take one shade and literally just like in one second just kind of fill in the outer corner of the eye or like a little bit underneath um sometimes i'll just take a pencil honestly a brown pencil um like my master pigment pro pencil it has a little tiny brush on the other end that i that i put on the other end so that um, the, the main purpose of that was that I know a lot of people at home and even artists struggle with doing a liner or like doing a wing, especially right. And so by having this little brush on the opposite end of it, um, I guess I could show it to you right here. Um, don't have it right here unfortunately but i'll show you this is the lip pencil but it's the same concept it has a brush on the other end and so basically what you do is you apply the line you flip it over and you just sort of smudge that line out so that it looks completely symmetric and natural and it also doubles as an eyeshadow because you're smudging it into the lid and so it's one product it lasts all day and it literally takes two seconds so you know that's that's sort of a, a tip i have for for eye um i don't think that you know, I don't think people should be doing these like extremely intricate and, you know, ornate eye looks every day uh, to go to work because it kind of, it's kind of weird, no? Um, who has time? Right? Who has time to do all that?
0: Also, who has time to, like, you walk in with, like, false eyelashes and, like, 15 shades of <laughs> blue on your eyelids it's going to be very distracting you know for everyone around so I I don't know I don't get it either but that's a really great tip and I I think that's interesting because I never uh, for me I never like get to wear eyeshadow like you know for work and stuff so that's really cool i'm gonna try yeah and i think for
1: me like if i if i were to do my makeup every day i mean i would probably every once in a while i'd kind of like splurge and, and and sit down and take the time to do it but as an artist you know a lot of times it takes it takes us two or three hours to do someone's face for these massive events or cover shoots and things like that that it's like for every day like who has time you know you just want to get it done quickly and 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 you want it to work and you want to move on you know
0: you know I- and, you know, I actually want to ask you, Mari, because I've seen you do this a lot and I absolutely love it. It's like use your fingers and your hands to like really play with the makeup and move it around on the client's face. And I really love that. And I'm not going to lie to you, my favorite like makeup application, uh, I guess, tool are my my fingers because I use them for like, you know, eyeshadow, everything. Like it's, okay. I just... You know what I mean? So I wanted you to talk about that a little bit, because I feel like we've gotten into this world of, like, there's a makeup brush for everything. And it's, like, do consumers don't need that. You know, I feel like makeup artists, obviously, you guys have a whole different idea. You know, you're doing something totally different, but, like, consumers don't need those intricate makeup sets, right? Brush sets. So I wanted you to yeah. talk about makeup application.
1: I think some, I mean, it depends, you know, you definitely need some great brushes, right? Because you, you, yeah. you know, sometimes you're in a rush or you don't want to, you know, you don't want to dirty your hands or you don't want to use your hands. Sometimes a brush is better than a hand, but there's nothing like the fingers. I mean, like there are certain things that I do or certain times I need to blend something on the face that only my finger can do it, right? There's no brush that can, that can achieve what I'm trying to quickly do with my finger. It's the skin on skin contact. It's the warmth that sort of melts the product. Um, and so, yeah, I think fingers are definitely... Uh, one of your best uh, tools hands down um, especially when doing complexion products you know what I mean to really be able to get in there I and mean, you know the curves of your face and your skin and so um, I think the fingers are an incredible uh, blending and application tool. I
0: lo- Yeah I completely agree with you and honestly I'm going to ask you like as a follow-up about like any tips for you know for us People that are, like, I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm starting to see, obviously, you know, signs of aging and stuff, and that makes makeup application that much harder, I feel like, because there's new, you know, like, lines and things you have to maneuver around. So, um, do you have any, like, you know, I guess, suggestions about when we're changing things, like, you know, wrinkles, or maybe just, you know, not as elastic skin as it used to be, um, anything that we can really kind of hold on to and, and keep in mind when we're doing our makeup?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've been through that phase myself. Um, I'm almost, well, I'm going to be 40 this year. I can't believe it. But um, yeah, I think you're, you're, again, the approach has to be a little bit lesser. It has to be a little bit of a softer approach. You can't sort of handle as much as you did, let's say, when you had younger, more tight, you know, more tight skin. Um, so just in general with everything, I think it should be like uh, slightly softer as you age, um, less product. You know what I mean? So like, let's say if you are in your 20s and you were doing the baking technique where you're packing powder on with a sponge underneath your eye, you know, you can't do that in your 40s because it's going to enhance all of your lines if that, you know, if that's a concern for you. And so you would instead just take a tiny bit, you know, the the, the slightest little dusting and sort of just kind of set your under eyes with that. And that way, you know, it's going to reflect the light nicely and you're not going to have, you know, an enhanced sort of uh, under eye lines and all that stuff. So I think really it's just... And also case-by-case basis, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but generally speaking, I really do think that, you know, as you're getting older, I think that the approach has to be a little bit softer. Um, You know what I mean? You don't want to go too harsh. You don't want to see any harsh lines and things like that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's, yeah, that's that's really important because I feel like I, I see a lot of people that are starting to age and I'm just like... Oh, gosh. Okay. We need to, you know, we need to reevaluate how you're doing your makeup. Because yeah. Or like
1: another, uh, another simple thing, for example, with skin, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say you have a foundation you love, you've been using it for years, but you're starting to feel like, why is it looking a little bit heavier on me? I mean you mix it with a tiny bit of moisturizer and, and then apply it. And it's sort of like, you know, it has a, it has a drastically sort of different effect, even though it's such a small little move It's like mixing it and thinning it out with, with moisturizer, but it makes a big difference. And your skin feels more, uh, you know, uh, glowy and feels more radiant and younger and all that stuff. So it's just like, it's about finding little things like that or just lessening uh, each, each aspect of it.
0: and like striking your own balance. I mean, you know, and that really actually is, that's one of the big questions I had, um, to kind of round out the episode was the skincare aspect is like, what are some of your favorite types of skincare products to use prior to makeup application?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm quite simple when it comes to that for myself and also on my clients. Um, you know, I'm lucky though, that obviously, you know, my clients sort of show up on the makeup chair and they are fully, you know, they they basically they take care of their skin you know what i mean they do treatments and they have dermatologists and all that stuff so i typically don't have to really worry about that as much but um for me i like very emollient moisturizers uh when i work because uh, i guess the main reason would be that it allows me to use powder and it makes the powder look less powdery because um, when you have a very emollient base on whether you're oily skin or dry, um, once you apply that powder a few minutes later and you're setting it, that powder then begins to look like skin because the emollient moisturizer has sort of wrapped it, you know, and made it part of the skin. And so that's like my one thing with skincare is that I like moisture and I like a very emollient base. And, and for that right now, I kind of change my, the brands that I use from time to time right now, I've been using the, um, Augustine's Bader, um, back, bat, batter, sorry, Augustine's Bader. Um, uh the cream, the cream and the rich cream. So I'll mix them. Um, So that's sort of what I'm using right now um, for the past, like I'd say year and a half
0: or two. Amazing products, by the way, I'm obsessed. Like I was, but I was, I interviewed them and I literally was just like, I don't think it gets more sophisticated than this when it comes to the science of skin. <laughs> like
1: it was... Yeah, no, it's, and it feels so good too. You know, I use it on myself every single day and it's just like, I, I look forward to it. And I love products that you actually look forward to using because typically you don't really look forward to using products. Um, but with that, with that brand, I, I certainly do
0: absolutely no and you know Mario. i just want to round out the episode um by just asking you for some some words of wisdom and some advice for all of those um makeup artists out there that might be struggling or you're just looking to find your your niche and you just get off the ground right so i just want you to offer some advice if you can for everyone that's aspiring to be you know really great at makeup
1: for makeup artists yeah yeah. I mean,
0: there's a lot of
1: things I would advise, but, you know, I think it it really, I think number one, you mentioned something about niche before. Uh, that's number one is to help yourself, um, you know, get there is number one, figure out what you want to do. What is your niche? Do you want to work in fashion? Do you want to work um, in retail? Do you want to work on celebrity? you got to figure that, that part out first. And, and thankfully, I did that at a very young age. Um, and once you figure that out, then you sort of take the next step and like, well who's you know who do you love in that in that area of work or who do you love who do you look up to like is there a way you could contact them and try to assist them right? Um, research, you know, is very, very important, the internet, reading, social media, um, things like that, taking classes, and everything like that. So I think also, it depends on where you live, you know, some people are naturally going to have a lot more opportunity if they're living in like in New York, London, Paris, LA, you know, versus someone that's living, let's say, in Nebraska, or, you know, other places. So, um, you know, there's that element of it, too, uh, is, you know, possibly moving eventually, if you can, to a place if you want to get really serious about it. Um, but I think assisting is one of my top three, um, you know, pieces of advice for beginning makeup artists. And also knowing that it's not just talent, you know, talent. I really think talent is only 50 percent of it. Really, it's half of it for me. Um, it's about your demeanor. It's about your professionalism. It is about your, you know, uh your ability to, to sort of feel a client out and their body, you know, their body language and, and, and in, intuition, right. To know intuitively what this client is wanting, what direction they're wanting to go and all of that stuff. Um, and especially your demeanor, attitude, personality, professionalism is just as important as a talent. You can't just have one and not the other. So you need to have both of those. And so that's a very, uh, that would be a, a critical piece of advice. I think for, for any New artist.
0: Absolutely. No, I hope everyone heard that. And, you know, I agree. I think think the work you're doing is just so amazing. And I wish I had you when I was like 13 years old trying to figure out, you know, what's Uh going to look on dark brown eyes, right? I mean, you're just, you're brilliant. And I really admire your work. So thank you so much for this honor and this opportunity to chat with you.
1: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. I had so much fun.
0: Yes, likewise. And um, everyone listening, I hope you love this episode. Please leave us some comments and questions or any kind of you know feedback you have. And don't forget to rate us and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But thank you, Mario. This was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much.